you know this would be towards the end of last part of my conversation so i'm just going to bother you with some data related topics uh, just at a super macro level uh, on the whole user data dashboard engagements on these metrics what are the key kpis that you at your level care about on a daily basis uh, so we slightly transfer and again the the biggest kpi for us is the default rates default rates yeah, sure the, because that's one of the most and important you said this 10 days after the due date Uh, no, so for us, the default rate is sorry. We the there are two specific numbers we look at. We look at the T-day bounce rate, which is yeah. how many people did not pay on the due date. Sure. Which number is usually in the eighty to eighty-two percent range because again voluntary payment. So about a good twenty percent pay after the due date. Okay. But it immediately tapers down. Tapers down. And what we look at is the T plus ten-day number, which is right. how many customers haven't paid on that because the T plus ten-day number is a no, very a strong indicator uh, of where you're heading. uh that's one of the and is that in line with your predictions or not yes in line with the usually it's to one decimal it's in line correct it's usually supposed to be but there are always some trends some that surprise us uh even as so this is an everyday morning thing it's an everyday morning thing discipline it's, to that level by the way it the it brings out a lot of trends of course so tdn number not being in line hmm. generally always is an indicator there was a payment in upi yesterday so there are many of these outages that affect sure. upi at a hmm. at an industry so technical operational several topics Absolutely. but it also goes back to what kind of customers did you acquire it has exactly. bearings on a lot of things yes so that's one, one. all of a sudden the day the number looks better than it's supposed to be Uh, and uh-huh. I just immediately check with the analytics team, and that will mean that okay, exactly 30 days ago they launched the new model. Correct. And that has already, you know, if I'm positively surprised, the first call is to the analytics team. If I'm negatively surprised, the first call is to the payments team that did something go wrong uh, <laughs> sure. with the payment setup. Hmm. That's uh, that's one of the most number important one. number we look at. The the number two is the number of new customers acquired every day. That that is because we are actually in a phase of the company where. that Growth number is, is super important because that's going to build up the the funnel for almost all the products Everything that we're building in the uh, future this is installs or first transactions these are first transactions okay. so the bottom of the funnel for mm. new customers acquiring each day uh the other set of metrics that i've at least we've been keenly looking at right now is how many new merchants we've acquired what is the efficacy of the sales team uh, you know one of the things so that is down the org of course there are several metrics i'm sure that are being enabled yeah. and i was curious at your level and your co-founder so at my level, level the one is default, default the other is new customer acquisition the third is number of new merchants acquired mm. and the fourth one that we started tracking very closely right now is number of customer escalations how many people called the call center how many were missed calls how many missed calls were returned so that's a indicator of and customer experience in yes. some sense uh, yes and for us what has happened is because of a lot of changes that have happened because of regulations we've had to turn a few products off uh, and all mm, of that the prepaid card thing uh, and yeah we had to move customers from one product to the other card product and all of a sudden they were they were slightly shaken and this is happening right at the time where we're trying to build a positive brand experience right so it's become a very very important metric for us that okay the customers we know the customers are dissatisfied what's the quantum and are there any any things that we can learn from mm. this customer that we can offer them as an interim stop gap right so we're kind of bringing all the products back now mm. uh, in partnership with uh, all of our banking partners but with the blessing of rbi and npc sure uh, but while we do that the customers have been disgruntled a bit of it's, a it's, uh, journey yeah so we have been very very closely paying attention to what is working the customer and are there any interim stop gaps you can do it's mm. it's difficult to have a customer base that was loving your product all of a sudden you tell them that oh, the reason you were loving a product is gone please yeah. take this temporary product as a replacement mm. while we go and fix things for you 
uh, and that's that's. Uh, but that's the truth. The whole industry, right? That uh, everyone, yes, everybody kind everyone. of thought they would get away with it, but somehow they couldn't. Yeah, but yeah. RBI has taken a very Correct. very strong stance as well. Right. Okay, so this is the daily thing. What happens, uh, and who owns this whole one to two thing in your org, and how's that team? Uh, so the one to two thing in our org is own, uh, and so one of the things I think uh, I think we covered only partly is we have essentially two analytics team. One is the right. risk and business analytics team huh. that is largely looking at the risk models, Correct. the performance, and all of that. We do have a separate team, which is the product analytics team. So right. The product analytics team is the team that is largely looking at mix panel, hmm. seeing the flows, how much time the customer is spending, how many sure. clicks is he doing, all of that. Uh, so both of these uh, operate very, very independently. The product analyst team uh, rolls up. They don't KPI and converting funnels. Correct. Uh, and uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, the largest numbers we look at are the business numbers. Hmm. What we look at on a longer-term view are uh, the funnels. How many customers are getting retained? If they're getting retained, how they're changing their patterns on what product they were using mm. in the beginning, what product they're using towards the end, uh, whether their intensity of transactions is reducing. As soon as we see a trend of reducing intensity of transactions, you know this is a customer on his all the out. Yeah. Uh, and the, those are the things that the team, the product and team at least trying to maximize. So would this be owned by product analytics, the first uh, first loan to second loan journey, the 60% number that you really want to make sure you're getting no, attention to? No, so the to? first to second, we are at least the thesis by the way for mm -hmm. us right now is more of a pricing right. uh, issue rather than a product issue. Hmm. Uh, but one way to put it is actually both of them are trying to solve it independently. Sure. We don't know which. So the, the risk team ends up giving you the price bracket as to what kind of uh, price at which you can give price him a loan. Is, what is the cash back we can give him? What right. are the incentives? How do you incentivize or excite him exactly. or whatever? And the actual execution for this whole thing is, uh, I'm assuming, is there a technically automated system where yeah. they put in the score and then that comes back to the surface Correct. and manifests itself? Yeah, so the... the uh, the pricing change model where from the first cycle to the second cycle, second to third, if you want to ever change the prices, it's a completely right. automated system. Right. Where just the, the analytics team has to say that this is the flow that has to be followed. Mm. If the customer is in his first cycle, has paid on time, in the next cycle, his, his interest rate should drop by 3%. His limit should increase no, by 100%. I find it very interesting is the room to experiment and play around with stuff where exactly. this team and this team end up working in sync. I'm going to show this guy these three things. Right. Let's see if he responds better to this one or not. And then we can kind of take a call in. One of the things that I think we've not been able to do very easily is this, mm -hmm. this kind of an A-B testing on the pricing. Right. Uh, that's more to do with operational bandwidth that we've had. Funny, uh, the same thing that I told you might solve for that, might solve for this as well. Okay. So we have some no, stuff to follow up on. Yeah. So we certainly do. A-B testing has actually been one of those, A-B testing on pricing has been one of those things that at least I've been uh, clamoring You'd about. You'd love to do, right? It's love to do. so it's much just, more power in your hands. Yeah, suddenly. but uh, we struggle because, you know, it's one is to actually do the A-B testing. But then we already have difficulty enough to decipher some of the output from... Right. Customer view, it's not that easy, right? It's not that, oh, you so even the, the product team has its own thousands of tests going on, I'm Correct. sure. They yeah. have their own plays, but yeah. uh, those are the most critical, let's say, business implications. Right. The score, the kind of uh, limit, and the kind of value you're able to give to that guy, yeah. that might end up being a big determinant of whether he moves to the second or not, Correct. Right, in some sense. Even with the 30 member analytics team, we have such a massive backlog that something imagine. like this can just, has not been prioritized. I yet. can imagine.